From the very beginning uh, with our kids, we've tried to tell them about who Jesus is. My wife Dina and I would pray with them. We would share stories about Jesus. I remember some great illustrated kids' Bibles and storybooks about Jesus, and I loved reading those with the kids and trying to kind of help them understand his heart for them. I'm John Fuller, along with Dr. Danny Huerta. He leads our parenting team, and Danny, uh, we all have different approaches. There's no one right way to help our kids understand who God is, who Jesus is, but what did you and your wife Heather do for your kids? Yeah, I mean, one of them is we modeled the fact that we love Jesus, right? So showing that we pray, that we read uh, Scripture, we love that. It's not a, a checkbox. Rather, it's a relationship. So modeling that. And then the other one we use so many tools uh, that the world may know by Ray Vanderlaan. And uh, in fact, if we have a snow day, we would dig into that. We uh, would read scripture together as a family, some areas that uh, we could discuss together. In, fa- in, in fact, sometimes we had our kids actually teach us. We'd say, hey, take this piece. You guys read it and tell us what you are reading in that. And let's talk about it. And giving them the opportunity to teach us through that. And then in the car or on walks, we would look for the evidence of, of, of God's creation and of Jesus and having conversation of what that, what that means when we talk about uh, Jesus, God, the Holy Spirit, the Trinity. What, what is that? That's, that's a complicated concept yeah. for a little child. And we can see evidences of that throughout our lives in Scripture. We've tried to make it as natural as possible in our day-to-day conversation. And then we had teaching moments, and then we had modeling moments. You, you want to look for various ways to pass on that faith. There's not one magic formula. It's about creating a culture that loves Jesus. Mm, that's really good. And uh, let's go ahead and hear some more insights about sharing your faith with your kids. Here's Natasha Crane talking with Jim Daly. I think you had a funny story even with this. And this is what's so good. Have a sense of humor with this, too. Don't be so <laughs> buttoned down that you got to... You know, don't laugh at this. This is serious. But I think uh, this is when you were young, uh, you said something that caught your mom and dad's attention. Yeah, I remember in my small town, even though it was a small town, we had lots and lots of churches. And just between my house and the school, in maybe a 10-minute drive, you would pass dozens of these churches that were all Protestant denominations. But my mom didn't really know what they were, what the differences were. You have, you know, like you said, Presbyterians and Methodists, all these. And I distinctly remember one was called the Free Methodist Church. And in my young mind, I thought that that sounded like a pretty good concept, I assumed that it meant that they didn't take offering. And I didn't have a lot <laughs> of allowance at the here. time. Yeah, it is free. And I thought, you know what, that's a pretty good deal. Of course, my heart needed a little work at that point. But uh, yeah, <laughs> you didn't want to give your 10 cents up. <laughs> exactly. So I'm gonna go to the free Methodist church. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe they'll give me a hot dog. <laughs> exactly. You never know what you're gonna get when you go there. That's so good. Natasha, a moment ago, you mentioned about the truth of Jesus being who he said he was. I want to come back to that one now. Um, you mentioned a study where I think they surveyed 3,000 or so students. What were the outcomes of those interviews and what did those students say? Yeah, so these sociologists a few years back, they surveyed all these students and they wanted to kind of find out what, just generally speaking, do kids believe as teenagers in America? And what they found is that overwhelmingly kids believed in some notion of God and that he basically wants us to be good people and that good people go to heaven someday. These were kind of the basic elements of it. And they labeled it moralistic therapeutic deism, kind of a big term, but Mm -hmm. now it's become uh, a term that gets thrown around a lot in conversations about this. But the main thing that they noted was there is this lack of Jesus in there, right? They have this. His name didn't come up. 
Well, I'm, I'm not sure if it didn't come up, but overall, it was more of this broad belief in God that wasn't tied to anything in particular. So there's no exclusivity there. And that's a lot of what people avoid today. And so when they notice that there's no Jesus there, that's the big difference in, in how we need to be helping our kids think about these things. It's not just raising them to believe that this God exists and we're supposed to be good and then we're going to get zapped up to heaven someday if we're good enough. I mean, that misses the... If you get over the line. <laughs> exactly. That misses the mark <laughs> of the gospel altogether. But yeah. Even aside from that, it misses the fact that Jesus is what makes Christianity so unique and that it's all about who Jesus is. Because if he was just a nice guy who had some cool things to say, he has no more authority over our lives than our next door neighbor. And I really emphasize that with my own kids, that it's not just what did Jesus teach. We hear a lot about that, but it's who is he and how do we know who he is? Yeah, that's so good. And again, you had a funny encounter with your own kids with this one too, where they responded in a way that kind of caught your attention. What happened? Yeah. So I was trying to make this point one day with them and talk about how we know that Jesus is who he said he was. And so I just got up all of a sudden and I said, hey, you guys, guess what? It turns out I'm God. I'm the creator of the universe. I'm the one who made you and you need to listen to everything I say. And I looked at him. I said, well, do you believe me? And my son said, well, no, I don't believe you're God because God would never yell at us. (laughs) And that was one of those. Boy, there's a good answer. Uh, I know. That, that was one of those convicting moments that you don't look forward to sharing later. <laughs> No, but that's but good. It's, it's one of those times where you go, okay, well, that wasn't what I was getting at, but the point wasn't totally lost, that I was able to say, you know, I, you don't believe that I'm God because I, even though made the claim that I was, I didn't give you any evidence of that. And we talked about how Jesus performed miracles and how he was raised from the dead so that he gave this kind of evidence that the people who saw it knew, okay, he wasn't just claiming to be God. He actually was God because he came back from the dead and no one could choose to do that unless they actually were God himself. Yeah, this is so critical. So you just didn't leave it lie there. Exactly. You gave them the information they needed. What is the evidence that Jesus was the Son of God? And you just went through it very succinctly. Man, I encourage all parents, you got to make sure that your kids understand that. As a Christian family, we tend to assume the kids are absorbing it somehow, that we don't have to uh, work at it or think about it. But I'm so grateful that that's what you've done. Danny, I know we have folks who are saying, I recognize this is important. I'm trying to model and tell my kid about Jesus, but they're not getting it. So what can I do? Do I do longer sermons? Do I just (laughs) play more worship music? What? Yeah, John, longer sermons. I could just, I'm picturing that, right? It feels so good. (laughs) (laughs) And and I've seen that. I've been guilty of that, saying, guys, we got to listen, right? We got to listen. We're reading scripture here. Uh, really model the patience that you're, you've had to have as you've pursued Jesus as well. So in this case, showing that uh, knowing actually that your kids are on a journey themselves, continue to pray for them, model uh, having a genuine relationship, not a should relationship with God, but a could. I could go to my Heavenly Father and this is where I find peace. This is where I find joy. Mm-hmm. This is where I find my happiness. Begin to take inventory of your own life. How can they see Jesus in you as a parent and have little teachable moments? Maybe there's a verse that pops out at you. Uh, I love the one that I've shared before on air here, and that is, whoever believes in me, as the scriptures have said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. 
and maybe welcoming your child to the day, saying, hey, you ready to give life today? You ready to have life poured into you? Hmm. You remember, this is what Scripture tells us. What an invitation we've got. Make reading Scripture inviting rather than a place where you have to go to this. Otherwise, you're going to you're, you're, you're committing a sin. Have it be a place where you find something. You're being invited into a conversation, and it takes some creativity. It's, it's, this is a, a more of a conversation with your child. Recognize their way of learning. Maybe it's, hey, let's read some Scripture. And how about you draw while we read? How about we paint something while we read? How about we have a little bit of music in the background and created a comfortable environment to really create that peacefulness that we are connecting with our Heavenly Father. And you'll have kids that, uh, and you'll have children that want to go into Scripture in their own unique ways. Be patient with it. Be patient. That's a great reminder to uh, land this episode with. Just be patient. God's timetable isn't yours. And... Um, your child does matter to the Lord so much. Well, the basis of our conversation today, uh, the conversation we heard earlier with Natasha Crane and Jim Daly, is Natasha's book, Keeping Your Kids on God's Side, and we're making that available to you for a gift of any amount to the ministry today. You can make a one-time gift, or if you're able to, we sure would appreciate a monthly pledge to support the work of Focus on the Family. We'll link over to uh, ways to donate and get the book, in the show notes. And uh, we'll also link over to a free article called A Faith That Sticks. Uh, it's one of many, many resources we have for you at the website, so uh, look for that link in the show notes. We'll hear more from Natasha next time. For now, on behalf of Danny Huerta and the entire team, thanks for joining us today. I'm John Fuller, and this has been the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. <music>